Well, thanks, Ruth. Well, I feel like um, I could just pack up my stuff and go home now. <laughs> Those were powerful testimonies, and um, it's just great to hear about God's love and kindness and care that he gives us all the time. And um, yeah, it's awesome that I get to talk about that a little bit more. So, Emmanuel, God with us. I've actually named uh, my, well, I've titled my message, Our Protector. I think that's quite fitting with the, uh, the testimonies that we heard this morning as well. So when I hear that, hear that name, Emmanuel, God with us, it just really shows me, anyway, um, his nature towards us. He, he longs to be with us. He longs to know us, well, he longs for us to know him. He longs to be close to us. And it makes sense, if he didn't want to be with us, he would never have created us, right? So I'm going to go uh, to Deuteronomy 31.6. I think it's up there. This is God speaking, he says, be, be strong and courageous. How many of you are strong and courageous? <laughs> do not be afraid or terrified because of them because of your enemies those who come against you do not be t- afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord goes with you he is with you no matter what if you accept it he will never leave you nor forsake you ever that's a promise that's a promise that God has given us You see, there is nothing you can do without the Lord being by your side. There's nothing you can do without the Lord helping you and protecting you, guiding you along the way, making your path straight. We see God promise this to Jacob in Genesis 28, 15. God said to Jacob, I am with you. Straight up, right there. I'm with you. And I will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land and I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. What promises have God has God given you? What promises is God going to fulfill in your life? He says that he will never leave you until those promises are done. Just think about those promises. There's so many. There's so many in here. Promises that he gave to people through the Bible. And he fulfilled all of them. And there's still promises to come. That will be fulfilled as well. They're getting fulfilled at the moment in the world. One great example of God being with us and protecting us is a story of a man in the Bible. It's a great story. It's a story of a man who was uh, blameless in God's sight and um, he was just a great godly man. It's about Daniel um, getting thrown into the lion's den. Um, So Daniel was a godly man. He was innocent in God's sight. And uh, there was these jealous officials of um, King Darius. King Darius was uh, ruling at that time. 
And uh, King Darius was fond of Daniel, but um, these, these men did not like Daniel for some reason. Um, and uh, they wanted to get him good. They wanted him gone. So they uh, made King Darius make a decree. They told King Darius, you shall decree, make a decree that for 30 days nobody will pray to any god or to any person except for you. And if they do, they'll get thrown into the lion's den. But Daniel was not having any of that. Daniel was a man of God, and he knew that God was with him. And he knew that God was protecting him, no matter what. So Daniel didn't just pray one, one time a day. He prayed three times every single day. What do you think he prayed? He could have said, thank you, Lord, no matter what. You are with me. You are Emmanuel, God with me. And you will protect me no matter what. And these officials saw Daniel praying. And they told King Darius what he was doing. And King Darius was troubled by this because he liked Daniel. He didn't want to throw him into the lion's den. But he made this um, decree, so he had to. He had to throw Daniel into the lion's den. And he said a remarkable thing to Daniel as he threw him into the lion's den. He said this. In Daniel 6, chapter 16, the king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. See, I think King Darius actually knew the power of God. He knew that his God was going to protect him. And I'm sure he didn't sleep that night. But because he ran that next morning, he ran to that den. And I haven't got this verse up, but he ran and um, he called out to Daniel. He called out saying, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel just answered said, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. That's so powerful. What sort of lions are coming after you? What sort of lions are surrounding you in your life? God will shut those mouths because he's with you. Imagine being Daniel in that, in that situation. Do you think he um, just lost all hope and he was down and out and just said, oh, well, these lions are probably going to eat me? Or do you think he prayed that whole time and thanked the Lord and gave thanksgiving to the Lord the whole time and said, thank you, Lord, you're with me. You're Emmanuel. You are with me. And God was with him. If God is longing to be with us, he is also going to protect us when he is with us. Do you acknowledge that God is with you today? Do you acknowledge that he is with you, protecting you? Every step of the way. I just wanted to, um, I know that was short and sweet, but um, I just wanted to finish on Psalm 136. I don't have this up either, but I wanted to sort of do this as like a altogether sort of thing. Is everybody, if you're able, able to just stand up? We're going to make a declaration. I'll just find it.
If you don't know this psalm, then you're about to. This is Psalm 136. After I say one line, I want you to say something. His love endures forever. I want you to say that. His love endures forever. Okay, I'm I'm not going to read every verse, but I'm going to read all the ones that really stand out to me. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders, who by his understanding made the heavens. To him who led his people through the desert. You better believe it, church. Come on, say it with a bit more. Come on. Who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings and gave their land as inheritance, an inheritance to his servant Israel. Come on. To the one who remembered us in our lowest state and freed us from our enemies and who gives food to every creature, give thanks to the God of heaven. That is our God, church. That is our God who provides for us, who loves us unconditionally, who protects us, who makes our path straight. He is our creator. We must give thanks to him every day. And his love endures forever. Thank you, church. Keep standing. Can you just keep standing? Sorry. Going to do a work. Okay. I actually feel, you know... um, We are the apple of his eye, and as he said, you know, to deal with the enemies of Israel, so is, we're going to pray for Israel right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you that you are, your love endures forever, and that you do love all people, and we just think of what's happening in our world today, and we thank you that Israel is the apple of your eye, and we are asked for those who bless Israel will be blessed. We declare blessing on Israel, that nation. We think of all that is happening there and we ask for the enemies to be dealt with by you, Father, that you will bring salvation, that the Jews, the nation of Israel will see their Messiah and they will come to know you as Lord and Savior of their life. We ask for protection of innocent people, Father, and throughout this world that even as people's hearts and men's hearts fail them for fear, people will come to look upon you, the Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. God is with us. He's our protector. We thank you, Reese. That was awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm going to invite Christy up now to share part of Emmanuel. Yes. Looking forward to hearing from Christy too. Oh, a bit nervous. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm Christy. Um, I, with my husband and our four boys, we've been in Kitty Kitty for about seven years, and we're really thankful to call Excite our family. Um, So today I have the privilege of speaking on Emmanuel, um, as you know. Um, When I was asked to speak on this, the first thing I thought was how undeniably blessed we are to have God with us. Um, We truly are the most privileged people in the world. Um, I know when I first gave my heart to the Lord... We were going through a really stressful time in our lives, um, but we were so extraordinarily blessed by him, and we were blessed with so many miracles, it was crazy. Um, 
But now that I'm further on my walk, I've noticed there's times where God seems a little bit quieter. Um, and what feels like an absence of God. So what about these quiet times? It's natural that we can ask God why. But sometimes what we really need to be asking him is, asking ourselves is, is that because of him or me? I would say for the past few years, I've been in the busiest stage of my life. Um, I have four school-aged boys. I train six days a week. Um, We have various other life groups and um, sporting events in the evenings. And alongside a business and two small part-time contracts for myself. Um, It's full on and it's great, but like anything, it has its ups and downs. Um, Like anyone, I have stress-filled moments um, where I pray to God about what I need fixed or what I help or or help for what I'm doing wrong. Um, I'd sometimes be crying out and wondering why there's no movement and why he feels so far away. But I'd also be less in the word. I'd be more stuck in my phone, more in my problems or whatever else I'm facing for the day, and laying my expectations for God to move in my life, whilst also laying them at the altar of everything else. Um, I'd become hardened to the complacency of trying to survive each day, rather than bringing myself back to him fully. As I mentioned earlier, I've got four boys, um, and I can honestly say they probably hear about 30% of what I say. It really is a design fault that I take up with management regularly. Um, But I know that they're also young and they lose focus at the drop of a hat. Unfortunately for us, we can easily become distracted too. By the busyness of life, the glistening lights of entertainment and screens, the hustle and bustle of parenting, grandparenting, earning a living... The truth is, God is probably trying to talk to us all the time, but we're just too busy being busy and distracted and thinking we know best to hear him. Um, For those who don't know, my husband and I, we really love uh, training at the gym. It's become quite a big part of our lives and um, something we've become quite passionate about. Being someone who struggled with their mental health for a long time, um, I've learned to keep my mind healthy. Uh, To keep my mind healthy, I have to keep my body healthy. Um, Now, it may seem a bit of an odd place to uh, spend a lot of time with God, but that's where he downloads a lot of stuff to me. Um, And I know he's brought me into that space not to just grow me physically and mentally, but spiritually. (coughs) He's speaking to me in so many areas that I can parallel to my faith walk and show me that there's so much more that I'm capable of. Um, Just recently, I was called in last minute to a CrossFit competition, um, for a friend who had their appendix burst three days before the competition. Um, This was a real stretch and grow moment for me. First of all, I'm not a CrossFitter, um, and our team was by far the smallest in the division. Um, I knew it was going to be tough, but on reflection, I think ignorance was bliss. Um, so we got to the third event of the day, and I'd say I was about one minute into it, and I felt like I was entering into a near-death experience. <laughs> I, could, I could feel myself start to question my existence, and tears start to fill my eyes. I thought, Lord, I just can't do this. Why am I here? And my eyeballs started scanning for all the exits in the arena. <clears throat> in that moment, I thought I had three options. 
I can bawl my eyes out in front of hundreds of people. I can find the exits and I'm running out of here and I'm never returning. Or I'm just going to grip my teeth, push through the pain and get this done. Um, I'm a Tipaneer by birth, so um, in true Tipaneer fashion, we were too stubborn to, I was too stubborn to give up. But I'm here to tell you that I made some ugly faces that day. <laughs> faces I didn't know I could pull. And to make things better, my friend's husband told me that I was still pulling those faces about 10 minutes after the event had finished. <laughs> um, I also had another stretch and grow moment earlier in this year um, where my health was suddenly taken from me. What started as a very active and fun day um, turned within hours and ended with me in excruciating pain and being taken by ambulance to Whangarei Hospital with a blood infection. Being so unwell and having your health taken away from you um, uh, and having something as simple as being able to walk um, taken away from you made me so truly thankful for the people that God has placed in my life and for my health. Um, now, some would think in both of these times in my life where I'm facing something physically um, extreme and mentally, that God would be there with some big, loud voice telling me everything's going to be okay. Um, but in all honesty, he wasn't. He was a still and quiet whisper of surrendering to letting the doctors do what they needed to do. He was the peace and the noise and the unforced drive to make the decision not to give up even when I was so extraordinarily uncomfortable and hurting. I believe that when God is far from us, it can also be because we become too culturally attuned to this expectation that God needs to be showing us these great and grand gestures of his faithfulness or that we need to feel him and his presence to know that he's working in the background. The reality is God doesn't need to live up to our expectations. We should be seeking his and leaning further into him and his will for our lives. So how do we know that he's with us even when we don't see the evidence of him working in these areas we're praying into? We know because his word says so in many places. Now, rest on my scripture, but I've got Deuteronomy 31.6. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. Or the favorite, Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So if you feel stuck in a rut and like God isn't near, how do we come back to a place of hearing him? living in his promises and his will for our lives. It's not always easy, and I find this really hard sometimes because I've got a scatterbrain, Um, but it's simple, and it's getting back into his word. Just recently, I've been fighting this lovely gastro bug that's been doing the rounds, and although not feeling that great, I still went to the gym and did what I could. I slugged my way through a workout, and after I finished, I sat on the ground and was really feeling the lack of food and water from having little to no appetite all week. I know being an athlete, you really need to fuel your workouts. If you don't have enough sustenance to keep yourself going, your performance will be low and your ability to face it even harder. As I sat there feeling sorry for myself, um, God said to me, my word is the same. How are you going to fuel your life if you aren't feeding on my word? It was such a moment for me that I realized that in those times where life is crazy busy, and I'm busy being busy, 
and that I wasn't seeking him enough. I was leaning more on my own understanding and just trudging along. If you are someone who's feeling like God is quiet in your life, ask yourself, what have you become hardened to and what are you being distracted by? How much time are you spending in his word? And are you living from your feelings or your faith? We can all face moments like this on our journey. God's lessons aren't there for us to achieve something, but to become someone. To become more like him and less of ourselves. To come closer to him so that we shine his beautiful light into the lives of others. To share their journeys with them and grow together. When times get tough, we can try and find the exits. Or we can grit our teeth, pull some ugly faces and push on through, knowing that God is truly with us. As Paul said last week, none of this is in our strength, but in what God has given us. Our feelings are wavering, but God's word is steadfast and firm. We need to soften our hearts to hear his call in the wilderness. We need to feed and drink from his word and rest in the peace knowing that the name Emmanuel is a promise to us that God is truly with us.